Welcome, welcome, welcome. Where do I even begin? Where the hell do I begin? 2,000, 2,000, over 2,000 of you sexy humans have listened to this podcast in a week. In a bloody week. In a little week. Jesus Christ. Who knew such an amazing thing could happen in only seven bloody days? Like I actually, I'm shook, I can't cope. I'm just overwhelmed with joy and I'm just so grateful. Honestly, you all don't know how happy you're making me. I'm coming on here chatting shite, telling you about my ridiculous stories and you all just seem to be loving it. Like the messages I'm getting are just so, so sound. Um, from all age groups, all age groups are enjoying this and I'm loving to see, I'm educating a few people, let's just say, and um, all genders, like I just love it, I just love it, like we're all inclusive here, we want everyone to be listening, and you are, so thank you so much. Now, I have to say, people who send me messages, I don't think they realise how much it means to me because obviously I'm doing this and all my friends are so supportive as they've been my whole life. But when somebody I don't know slides into the DMs and it's just like, oh, Martha, like I was having a really shit day and listening to your podcast really cheered me up. Or like I've had people come on who've been struggling with their mental health recently and you know, they've been saying how they come on here and they think they're just at their friend's house having a chat or listening to a voice message. And to be honest, that's exactly what I wanted to come from this. Like, I don't want people to tune into this and be like, oh Jesus, here she is telling us what we should and should be doing or trying to be like, I'm talking at you. I'm talking with you. I'm talking with you guys and gals. And I want your feedback and I want to be having chats with you. And so I'm just loving it. I'm loving it. The new song, like I can't cope the amount of people who were like, Martha, I just walked into the kitchen and my mom is singing your feckin' theme song. Like it's hysterical. Sinead is just such a legend. Like I actually can't cope. It's just such a banger. Like I'm fully in the kitchen. I'm like, Martha's got the tea. She's gone. And I'll be like, wait, which TikTok song? Wait, what? Wait a second. Wait a little second. That's my song. That is a my song. Well, Sinead's song. Sinead did everything for it. But like, it's a my song. It's for me. Like, buzzing. Absolutely buzzing. So yeah, so just to start off by saying thank you. Fancy the pants off you all. And once again, once again, we are here spilling the tea, spilling the whole damn kettle. So strap yourselves in. I brought you through the horror stories of Tinder and I was scared. I was scared telling them. I was scared for you to hear them and you were all scared. Like how how did this happen? And the disaster stories, the catfishing stories, like the catfish stories, I love them, miss them, bring them back. In a year's time, I'm just gonna have to retell the stories again because they're just so good. But today, today, Yazol, Yazol are gonna be sliding into the DMs. Oh, Martha, oh, Martha, I just, oh my God, I just downloaded Tinder again. Oh my God, Martha, I have to do it, I have to do it. I've had it six times over, over choir and every time I delete it because everybody's just looking for the ride, but I downloaded it again because I just need it. I need it in my life. Like your stories just made me want to get it again. And yeah, yeah, these stories will bloody make you wanna get Tinder because, because there is 
success. There's a line, there's a line, there's a light. There is a light at the end of this tunnel. And these boys, these boys, they were the light at the end of the tunnel. I'll tell you that much for free. Now, we all know, it's no secret, I love a Tinder date, I love it. And as I've said before, I've never regretted one. Like, even though you go, it's not the real person, you go, they end up being a bit of a weirdo in a red raincoat. It's just a life experience. It's good for the confidence. It's good to get yourself out there. Like, what have you got to lose? Oh, I went on a date and it didn't go well. Oh, God forbid. God forbid you had a life experience and a story for the WhatsApp group. Like, I think we all just need to grow a pair of you-know-what and go on a Tinder date. Just do it. Like, who cares? Just do it. Like, even if you're scarred after it, you'll bounce back. And if you don't, message me. I'll tell you my stories. And we'll just make each other feel good about ourselves and we'll get back on the horse. We'll get back on the bloody horse. So, today, success stories. I first ever used Tinder when I was I'm going to say 19. I just broken up with James. James, the love of my life. The love of my life. And I was like, I need a quick fix. I need you. We've all been there. We need a bit of a rebound. A rebound. But I actually was more in the mindset of, oh, I need a new boyfriend. I need a new boyfriend ASAP. I need one right now. And do you know what I did? I read and I found somebody who looks exactly like James and that was fine that was fine that was fine also side note when James and I did break up the guy that I was seeing before James that I called Adam also slid back into the DMs I was like Martha I've made the biggest mistake of my life I need you I want you and I want you to be my girlfriend I don't want you to sit outside the fucking wall outside my front house and for me to remove your fucking bra in front of my school teacher he was like I want something serious I want you in my life and I was like well Adam get to the back of the bloody queue honey because now that we're swiping we're not going to be stopping for the foreseeable future so I go on tinder and like it's just it's just wouldn't happen to anybody else the first person I talked to on tinder ends up being my new bae and I hate these girls I hate these girls that this happens to where everything in life is just handed to them on a fucking plate oh one boyfriend not feeling him anymore break up them next week new boyfriend like no Susie Susie you bitch pass them along we've all been single for a long time and you're here hogging all the men Susie Susie you've had enough of your shit Susie I'm unfollowing you on Instagram and that's that little bitch do you know what I mean? Do you know those feckers? Well, I was one of those feckers. I was a right little bitch back in the day. So I get this lovely boyfriend for two years. You're all, you all fancy James. You all want James. And then I move on to another guy who, disclaimer, could not have looked any more like James if he tried. He just couldn't have. He literally, their faces, they could have been brothers, cousins. They, they could have been the same person, except the new guy whose name, ooh, what are we going to call this boy? What are we going to call him? We'll call him Connor. I love that name, Connor. We'll call him Connor. So this new boy, Connor, was six foot four. James was, wasn't, wasn't six foot four. I don't know what he was, probably five, five, ten. So yeah, I love a tall boy now. I'm already into a tall boy. So anyway, he was six foot four and he was really really muscly really into the gym real buffed out lad so anyway like it was so funny anytime I tell my friends or when he came on a night out with us all the girls would be like Martha it's James it's funny James you just met a taller James so I definitely was just you know filling a void with this boy by replacing him with 
the exact same version of him except a bit taller and bigger so anyway me and connor met on tinder he had a thing saying he's six foot four on his bio as all the bios the bios i'm six foot four you're gonna fancy me because i'm six foot four oh you're dead bloody right connor you're dead bloody right i fancy you couldn't give a shit about the photos six foot four sign the dotted line so anyway messaged him and i was like here look you're six foot four and oh god gorgeous i actually can't remember what i said but i just remember his thing was like coffee drinker and i was like you'll have to bring me for a coffee one day 19 year old martha she had no bloody fear no bloody fear whatsoever so anyway our first date was irrelevant because i actually can't remember first date first date first date he lived in town he lived like off o'connell street such a great location i think we went to starbucks for our first date and i bumped into oh my god matt matt one of my number one listeners bumped into matt on the date in starbucks gas so anyway i really fancied him thought he was so nice so then on our second date we went for drinks and he lived in town so like it was always just this thing of like me going home after and being like oh my god he lives in town it'd be so handy to stay over but i was like no martha like you have to keep on waiting so he came out to graystones one time went for a walk i think my friend came on the walk with us like it was all very like cute but like it was getting serious like we were going on dates we were texting all the time like he was the one so basically one it was coming up to the end of my um like first year yeah first year in college and I was going in trailing that summer now the in trailing podcast everybody stay tuned that's gonna be iconic but for in trailing I'm always the kind of person that like I want to be single for summer I want to go like in trailing is not an experience that I'm gonna go on texting my boyfriend at home all the time so I kind of knew this was gonna be a short-lived romance but I don't think he knew this and I probably should have let him know but I'm a bitch I'm an absolute bitch so for in trailing like I was like girls nah girls like I'm not going in training with a boyfriend like it's not gonna happen like I'll just have to tell them we're going on a break I just think in life we have these experiences once in our life and I don't want to remember a trip by me calling texting facetiming a feckin arsehole back at home who in five years time I probably won't even know their whereabouts do you know what I mean like I'm just I'm quite like no, I wouldn't say realistic, but I'm quite like blunt when it comes to that kind of thing. Like I know what I want. I want it. I got it. I want it. I got it. And yeah, I got it. So basically was seeing this guy, um, Connor, and it was coming up to the end of our exam. So at the time I was friends with a person in my undergraduate degree who turned out to be a very toxic person in my life. Uh, podcast on them, uh, possibly restraining order, more likely. Anyway, so this person was very um shall we say instrumental on my relationships and had to have an opinion on everything so basically connor was like to me here my um my mom is going away for a week he lived with his mom in town and he was like here come out and stay the night after your exams like we'll go for drinks to celebrate and you can stay over so i was like oh i think you know Wendy's about to go like we knew the ride was gonna be happening this is the first time since James and I was like oh my god I'm excited like I'm experienced but I'm not too experienced blah blah blah, blah. so anyway that night I went to stay in his house I got 46 missed calls from this friend that I had in college and I called them back and like I thought somebody had died like I was like oh my god what's gone on is everything okay and they're like oh have you seen Wayne Chelsea this week I was like, are you fucking serious? What are you doing? So basically this boy said, that was in my degree, said to me that if I had sex 
with this guy that I would be a slut and that I he actually named other people in our degree. Oh, I'm stirring the tea on this one. Everybody from my undergraduates could be like, oh, is it about me? He basically said that if I had sex with this guy, it would make me worse than these girls that I was friends with and who I loved and adored to this day. They're gorgeous gals. He said that I would be like them. And I was like, all right, like actually fuck off. Like you're just such a toxic little prick. So I was like, I just literally replied going, can't wait to get the shag tonight. Oh, I remember it so well. And he flipped his shit. But I was like, fuck him. Like, none of his business. None of his business. What I do in my spare time. Thank you so much. I've been on loads of date with, dates with this guy. He's so good to me. He's lovely. I can fucking do whatever I want, you little arsehole. So yeah, anybody out there who's toxic people in their lives, telling them what to do with themselves. Obviously, you friends who have your best interest at heart. But this guy that I was seeing, Connor, he was so good to me. Brought me on dates. Came the whole way out to Greystones had met my family I'd met his mum like this was a very normal routine that we were following it wasn't anyway out of the ordinary and even if it was even if it was out of the bloody ordinary first night bye chicka wow wow let's get down and dirty honey none of his business none of his concern so anyway the we got down and dirty and it lasted gonna say three minutes but the worst part was was after it was just heads down off we go lights out night night see you later and like uh, to be honest back then like I just I should have been like here I'm not like fully satisfied here like there's still work to be done but like I didn't have the confidence and that's one thing I've really learned about my sexual experiences that we all need to be open and we all need to be able to talk to guys whether it's your boyfriend for the last five years or it's your acquaintance for the last five fucking minutes we need to be able to say here look you've had a fucking whale of a time as I can tell do you, you want to lend a hand literally lend a hand do you know what I'm saying so anyway that was one thing that I definitely took away from that relationship so basically things were going great things were good but one thing from Tinder that I think we all need to come to terms with is the fact that on Tinder, you don't know the person before, you don't know their personality, you don't know their annoying habits. So you kind of just like fall for the photo and like the persona that you get on the first date and the first messages, which obviously we all put our best foot forward. So when you actually meet up with them and start getting to know them, like the first two, three dates, like they're going to be Mr. Right or Mr. Tonight. Uh, so like I feel like it's kind of hard to judge it off that so anyway I'd say it was probably about like seven eight dates in where I started to notice a few cracks so we were out for a walk one day and he was like to me so like we've never talked about like our past sexual experiences I know girls and boys I don't understand how couples don't know like don't know about their partner's past obviously if you're somebody who's really insecure and you don't want to know that's fair enough but like I need the gas like I love the gas I'm like tell me about the one night stands oh my god did you have a threesome oh my god who'd you lose your virginity to like I need to know I love it I live for it like I would never be jealous or anything about that like I just think like it's goss and we're here for it so anyway basically I was like Tim I was like oh I had like a long-term boyfriend well like two years and we had sex together and that's it like I haven't had sex with anybody else and he goes to me oh thank god and I was like well why thank god like would there be an issue if I had and he goes to me I would never get with a girl that's had sex with more than three boys 
excuse me excuse me i nearly fucking lost my life though i was like are you actually joking me so you're telling me if i was here and i'd had sex with four boys you wouldn't be interested anywhere and he was like well no because that just shows what type of girl you are so i was like jim how many girls have you had sex with and he was like one and i was like well i'm not fucking surprised because you're actually a bit of a fucking arsehole i'm shocked that that girl even fucking jumped into the bed with you oh I'm getting angry I'm getting angry it just pissed me off so much so that really pissed me off and I told him I wasn't happy about it and I told him that yeah I've only had sex with one person and that's the way it's worked out but there was as we all know we all know from the v-card podcast there was opportunities before and if I take them does that take me off the market does that mean that I'm not wanted by guys because oh my god my legs have been open more than once or twice like you can fuck off you can actually get on your man's bloody yacht and sail as far fucking way as possible as far as I'm concerned so that pissed me off but another thing another thing that was like a very big no-no was he wasn't a fan of the gym he was in a fucking relationship with the gym he went to the gym every day for about three hours when I like I remember like I used to think he was joking but things when things were getting a bit hated shall we say like he'd always be like tensing his arms and like I remember one time he stood up and he was like look at my back and I was like oh my god look at my five rolls and my stomach like it's not a fucking competition here honey like whichever fucking put it away like so um I was like the back is the least of my concern of things that I want to be seeing on your body so anyway there was he just was very obsessed with the gym always like online looking up sports gear and like ordering protein and like I'm like this is just so boring like yeah I have an addiction to ASOS but I don't talk about it and tell you about what I'm buying all the time and like at least that's a bit more exciting than a fucking pair of black like gym shorts do you know what I'm saying so anyway it got to the point where I used to wake up in his house and he wouldn't be there and I'd be like, oh God, he's he's done a runner. He's done a runner. This is like a one night stand. And they'd be like, oh no, wait, he hasn't done a runner. It's his house. How the fuck have you done a runner? So I'd have to go downstairs. Now, oh, forgive me, but I can't remember his mum's name, but she was a lovely woman, a lovely woman. Um, and I used to go down, I have to have breakfast with her and we talk about like Maiden Chelsea and make awkward conversation, even though she knows that I've spent the night upstairs banging her son when she's in the room next door. Like it's just was a very awkward environment. Do you know what I mean? So anyway one day I was meant to meet up with him and I was like all ready to go buzzing and he was like I don't have any money to meet up with you and now this guy was very like traditional insofar as like he always felt like he had to pay for everything and like I'm not like that at all I'm like I can easily pay my way like I don't need you to pay but he was like insistent he was like no 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 I'll pay I'll pay so anyway he was like I don't have any money and I was like oh my god we literally can go I'll come to town we can sit on a curb and play fucking Kirby's with a stone like I'm not picky at all like I'll do whatever I just want to see you and he was like no like if I can't wine and dine you like I don't want to meet up like my my aim is to wine and dine you make you happy so anyway basically I just said to him I was like okay well I won't come out that day and then later I put up a snapchat of me with one of my friends and he literally got so pissed off me he's like oh so just because I can't see you today means you make other plans yes Connor yes it fucking does what do you want me to do sit at home and write a fucking love song about you like so anyway I ended that pretty swiftly I was just like here look this isn't working blah 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 but like it was a success story insofar as we were seeing each other for a while we got on for a while it was a good rebound and we were we were all here for it so now typical me I go in trailing and just before I go in trailing so there was this guy who was in my college who I fancied him oh my god I don't think he knows if I know that I knew him before we matched on dinner but anyway if you're listening I did so 
what will we call this guy? We'll call this guy Niall. So basically this guy was in my um college and he was friends with one of my friends, boyfriends. So I used to see him around and I fancied him so much, but he always had a girlfriend. So like a few weeks before I go into railing, basically he pops up on my Tinder, we get a match, we start chatting and he tells me that his girlfriend actually cheated on him. And I, oh, like that actual story is awful. I felt so sorry for him. So like he was damaged goods and rightly so. Like his girlfriend was an absolute bitch what she did to him. So anyway, I started talking to him and we we're talking the whole way through into railing. And like, as, as I said, I didn't want to be texting a boy at home. Believe me, I there was no fucking strings attached. The strings couldn't be further apart. Into railing, I, I lived my best life. Let me tell you that much. So anyway, we're chatting the whole way through into railing and like proper essays and we got on so well. Now he was a bit of an arsehole. And I think if you listen to this, he'd agree he is a bit of an arsehole. Like he's a bit cocky, a bit up himself, but like a nice guy. And I fell for this boy. Like I wouldn't say I fell because I knew where our relationship stood. I knew it was never gonna be anything serious, but like I was, I was obsessed with him. Like I did, like he was so hot definitely one of the hottest lads I've ever been with not that looks matter because you know his personality was a bit of an arsehole but still like Jesus Christ like you would get out of bed in the middle of the night for him do you know what I'm saying like if you got a you up call you'd be fucking running up the sugar loaf if that's where you needed to be so anyway uh we're texting the whole of interrailing and then I was home and I was home for like a few hours and then I went to Portugal. So when I went to Portugal, like in trailing we had like two or three phone calls, but in Portugal, like we were on the phone every day and like, I was so excited. So he was actually from somewhere in the country that if I say he's gonna know and everybody's gonna know, will I say it? Will I say it? Will I, will I, pros, cons, pros, cons. Yeah, sure he fucking blocked me and everything. He'll never hear this. He's from Limerick. <laughs> Oh my god, hi Niall, how are you? I'm dead. Anyway, oh my god, I'm actually, I'm, my face is bright red. I'm like sweating, god. I don't know why this one like scares me just because like, I don't know, I felt like he was always like really cool. So I'm like, oh, this is embarrassing. Anyway, fuck it. So he drove up from Limerick when I got home from Portugal and we went for lunch and it was really, really nice. And he collected me in a van and I was like, oh, he's gonna kill me. And he was like, oh, I'm not telling you where we're going. And I was like, okay, well, like, can I send out like my location to my fam so that they can dig me up wherever the fuck you're about to bury me. So he was in a van because his dad had a business that I'm not gonna say what they did because that will give it even more away. But basically he had a van for work. So anyway, um, he brought me to a lovely little, a restaurant with a garden area and um anyway basically we were there had a great date was really really nice it was so hot so anyway after we went and he opened up the back of the van uh, van and we were sitting at the end of the van i don't worry we didn't get king k in the van we just sat at the edge of the van and like there was loads of trees and it was sunny and it was gorgeous and we had our first kiss and literally my heart fucking jumped out my chest and nearly fucking knocked me out so anyway it was literally me and this guy would have an hour phone call probably every second night we'd chat away we got on really really well he was such a nice guy and then he decided to invite me to his country house so we went to his country house and it was just the best weekend I might actually do a podcast on that weekend because it was actually really really nice but when we were there it was weird because like we weren't together like we would be very much like 
he'd like make me breakfast and it would be all lovely and like we'd go for walks and it would be lovely but like we wouldn't be kissing during the day and holding hands but at the night time when the lights went down we all know we all know what happened and it was fantastic but with him I was actually quite insecure like with uh Connor before and James like I wasn't obviously James two years like there's nothing to be insecure about and with the other guy with Connor like Connor it didn't even fucking last long enough for me to be insecure about it I'm a bitch but um with Niall I was kind of a bit insecure just because he was so hot and he was so cool and like the house we went to I was expecting like a little shack and the house was fucking deadly so yeah yeah he was a good time so anyway basically long story short when we got back from our little romantic trip away things just got very toxic and there was a bit of jealousy on his on his side I would say more than mine like he used to always be like oh I got with this girl I had sex with this girl oh I did this I did that and I'd be like cool grand like as we all know I love the goss and I think like what you'll get to know about me is I'm either all in or all out like there is no in between with me at all so with him I was all out so I never got attached so I think that was like one thing that made it quite easy for me to be like okay when you're telling me about having sex with people I love it like like it's gas but like I'd put up a snapchat with a boy and he'd lose a shit and I was like hey this just isn't like isn't healthy but he was a lovely guy and he blocked me on everything and he's a new girlfriend now and they seem very happy um I have a mutual friend who told me about this I didn't stalk him for anybody worrying or did I who knows so yeah happy for him so anyway the next story is honestly the most iconic story of all time best for last best of us I have a few under other success tinder stories but I feel like they deserve their own podcast so I'm gonna hold out give you all the more content that you're all asking for but anyway so the third story is the most iconic story of all time now disclaimer this boy yesterday when I was meant to record this podcast popped up in my fucking DMs on my Instagram and he is out of every guy I've ever gone with I think he's the soundest he's just the fucking nicest guy he's so sound like literally such a gem so anyway popped up in the DMs and he was like I hope you're telling the story about us so here we go here we go now this story was very very uh foggy for me like as you're about to find out so um okay I don't know whether he said he doesn't care if I use his name but I feel like I shouldn't just to be nice so I'm gonna call him Ryan Ryan how are you I hope you're like I actually messaged him and I was like do you want to pick a name for yourself and he didn't I wish he did because that would be iconic but anyway so Ryan nicest guy ever so basically we're rewinding it back rewinding it back to fourth year school at a house party in my friend Yasmin's house and Ryan Ryan had a bit of a naughty streak in him because at this party Ryan thought it would be appropriate to smash a window now at this party there was like a bit of drama I remember one of the guys from like the guy school at the start of the night was like oh one of my friends fancies you so like the whole night I was like oh my god I'm gonna get the shift I'm gonna get the shift this is great fucking fantastic at a house party we love to see it and then throughout the night another guy came up to me and was like oh yeah this guy I'd love to fucking name and shame him because I've hated him ever since this night and everybody in my ear loved him and I was like I hate this guy he was so mean to me and then nobody believed that he did this because they thought his shit was chocolate but anyway basically we'll call him Larry <laughs> I mean he was real names it's so funny anyway call him Larry Larry comes over to me and he's like yeah um Martha that guy really fancy he wants to get with you all night was saying to me and then his friend comes over and was like yeah Martha Larry's chatting shit they're actually all laughing about how he doesn't fancy or whatever so you know me we love rejection we buzz off it and we just get over it which I did but it was a bit shitty at the time like he was a bit of a dickhead so anyway 
throughout this night, believe it or not, I don't even know if the guy listening to this will know that that uh this was the truth but I actually always fancied this guy like I always kind of had a crush on him so when he came up on my tinder I was like ah, oh my god so that night he got a bit drunk and he smashed a window in Yasmin's house and this was talk of the fucking town I remember girls running after him screaming at him trying to hit him like it was fucking intense but he was kind of like not I wouldn't say he was hated in our year, he wasn't, but like, you know, if anyone mentioned um wait, what was his name again? Ryan. If anyone mentioned Ryan, everyone would be like, Oh, oh my god, bad boy, bad boy, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when he come for you? I know exactly what I'm gonna do when he came for me. And anyways, basically he was came up on my Tinder and I was absolutely chuffed. So we got a match, so I just messaged straight away, being like, still breaking. Oh no, he messaged me. Oh my god, he messaged me first, saying something like, uh, well, how the hell are we? Something along those lines. And I replied, being like, still breaking windows, XXX. So it started off on like a, a flirty tone, a bit of banter, you know. And then I think I basically forced him to ask me out. He can confirm nor deny this. But I think I was like, so like, when are you gonna ask me on a date? And girls, I do, at girls and boys, I do that all the time. If you're talking to somebody and it's not going anywhere, just be like, here, look, let's cut the shit. When are we meeting up? When are you gonna ask me on a date? Make it fun, make it flirty, and you're laughing. So he asked me on a date and we went into town. <laughs> this story is ridiculous. I hate myself. So anyway, we go into town and basically we go to, uh, I went, I think we went to a few places, but anyway, we end up in the jar and like from the get go, we were like, like we both know what we're here for. We want a bit of crap. We want a bit of fun. And I just knew realistically I probably wasn't going to be going home that night. So we get to the bar and straight away we're doing, we're drinking vodka we're like fuck it like we're on the vodka buzz but we start doing doubles pretty soon in which was a big mistake like Ryan if you're listening to this like you should have stopped me you should have stopped me so anyway I'm going up to the bartender and Ryan's just handing me my his my wallet his wallet and I was like Martha go for it so I was flirting with the bartender and I ended up getting us like drinks for free I remember I was getting us like doubles but we were only paying for singles like we were having a great time and I was having at one stage like my wadi with double vodka like vomit or literally vomit should we say because when we go to leave we're walking down the stairs and he was like trying to come back to mind for another drink and I'm like yeah I would love to walking down the stairs it just hits me oh my god actually rewind oh my god I forgot to say the most iconic part of the story so at one stage we're there so we're sitting at the jar outside and like our stools are like both at the edge of like so there's like a table and we're both like at the edge of the table so like our knees are kind of touching and like we're very like like keep touching each other because we're getting drunker and like I could just feel you could fucking cut this sexual tension with a knife so anyway I'm there and uh I just go, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to run to the bathroom. I stand up and I just look at him. I go, here, look, I'm going to be honest. I really want to kiss you. Do you want to kiss me? Now, now, I have said this to boys a thousand times. I always am like, here, do you want to kiss me? Like, at the end of the date, I'll be like, do you want to kiss me? Like, I just say it. I just, I have no fucking shame. If they say no, who gives a fuck? And also, like, I always like a kiss on the first date. A kiss will just tell you all you need to know about if the, the chemistry is there. Like, I really back it. And definitely ask, have the confidence. Fuck it. Like, why not? They would have come the whole way on a fucking date with you if they didn't think you were hot. And if, you, if they didn't fancy you, I feel like you'll know by the end of the date. So anyway, I was just like, do you want to kiss me? And he was like yeah I've wanted to kiss you for a while and Ryan you did say that and it just made me so happy and we kissed and it was fucking magical fireworks it the it was 
just bloody sexual. So anyway, I we go to leave. He's like trying to come back to mine. I'm like, obviously. And we're walking down and I'm like, oh shit. Oh shit. So we get down out to the taxi and I just start projectile vomiting. Projectile. Now from here on, very, very like, I don't, like, I don't know, really remember a lot. So I'm going to say from what I remember and Ryan, you can confirm or deny. So anyway, basically we get in the taxi, we get back to his. I remember like being like, don't get sick, don't get sick, don't get sick. Get out of the taxi, get sick everywhere. Then I go into his house. So now this is where the sad part of the story comes. We go to his house, I run to the bathroom and I'm getting sick everywhere. Now, about a month, not even a month, I'd say a week before this, I get a brand new iPhone 8 and it's stunning, it's amazing and I love it. And I'm getting sick everywhere, getting sick. I'm pretty sure that he was like, I heard you throwing something. And I was like, what? So anyway, I come out and like I had my head on his knees and I was literally dying a slow death. And he was just there watching basketball, being like a sound guy, not judging me at all. So anyway, I'm like, oh my God, I need to text my dad. I need to tell my dad that like I'm not coming home tonight. Oh my God, Barry, if you ever listen to this, I'm such a little fucking rascal, apologies. So I'm like, I need to text my dad. I need to tell him where I am. And he's like, Martha, where is your phone? And I was like, fuck, I must have left it in the bar, shit. So anyway, basically Ryan goes in to like clean up the mess I've left in the bathroom and he sees my brand new iPhone 8 just fucking floating in my vomit in the toilet. So Ryan being the absolute goat that he is, puts his hand down, I hope he put a glove on or used tissue, I'm sure he did, takes the phone out, washes it, puts it in rice and puts it in his... um his dry room or whatever the fuck you call them like what an absolute hero like what a hero so anyway I text Barry off his phone me like I'm not coming home now I remember Ryan did say to me that he did in his head like he didn't want to bring me back to my, to his in the state I was in and shout out to like all the boys listening to this like this is very good and girls very good um that he thought like this he obviously is like a very nice guy to think like this but he was like a part of him wanted to put me in a taxi and send me home because he didn't want me to wake up in his house the next day not like fully consenting to it because obviously I was in such a bad way that I couldn't have I didn't know what was going on so basically he was going to do that but why he didn't was because he was like what if I had gotten sick in the taxi 150 or fine what if I had gotten home and rang the doorbell my dad answered and I just got in so much trouble so he made a decision that it was better for me to stay in his and I that I wasn't complaining I certainly was not complaining so anyway I'm in his in an absolute state of weight now I I'm pretty sure that he had to put me in the shower but like think of but but like think of the least sexual fucking shower you've ever heard of like it wasn't like a oh my god it was steamy in the shower and things got heated it was like a oh my god you've sick on yourself and your eyelashes are falling off and your tan is literally drooling down your chest like you should probably like that oh god so anyway I'm pretty sure I had a shower and he like had to like hold me up. I did, like I don't know. Did this happen or not? I don't, I don't know. Anyway, oh, I'm cr- I'm cringing. I'm cringing. Anyway, I think I had a shower, and then I'm pretty sure like he gave me his jumper, and he was such a gentleman. He was so nice. So anyway, went to bed. Next morning, wake up. Hi, how are ya? We're in business now. I can't believe I'm saying this because he's gonna listen to this. But I used a toothbrush in his eyes. Yeah, I did it. 
god I'm actually going to hell like I don't know what's worse like will he be happy that I brushed my teeth after all the vomiting before we got down and dirty or like I could have used like one of his fucking siblings toothbrush like oh but I'm actually such a fucking scumbag oh so anyway um the next morning down and dirty and what I, what can I say 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 it was a great time to be alive now the weird thing about it was was after we got down and dirty I'm pretty sure like once or twice I was like is anyone home ah yeah ah yeah they're all home I was like excuse me he was like yeah sure my mum's in the room next door and my two brothers he twin brothers are in the house like I could hear them walking around the house I was like are you fucking serious we've been like not being quiet about our business this morning like I was absolutely mortified so anyway I'm sitting in his room and I was like oh god I actually feel so sick again so he, him being such a nice guy went got me water and slice of toast and he got me a massive bottle of water and anyway we're in the bed kissing or whatever and all of a sudden the sheets just feel really really wet I spilt the bottle of water the water had like like had obviously gotten to the sheets and like had gone the whole way up to me on the bed there was so much fucking water and not only that but had spilt all over his laptop ryan i don't know if you remember this and if you do please don't sell, send me a bill for your laptop i'm so so sorry one day when i'm famous i will buy you a new laptop i promise um so yeah basically I'd gone to his house gotten sick all over his house had used somebody's toothbrush he had to pick my phone covered in my vomit out of his toilet and try to repair it and then I nearly fucking broke his laptop by spilling water all over it like I'm actually such a mess of a human so anyway finally I got changed I remember I went into the bathroom and like my hair was back out just can we all just discuss how fucking annoying it is when your hair gets back out after getting down and dirty like there's no repair like you can't fix it so anyway, I'm in the toilet. I've like two lashes left on that I can't get off. My Sally Hansen is long gone, ladies. My foundation's gone. I look so wrote off. It's not even physically possible. Then I'm like, I fucking wore a booby top to the night out. Of course I did. Of course I fucking did. Because I was trying to impress this boy. I th I don't think I had a jumper. I think I had a coat with me, but like I didn't have a jumper to cover it. So anyway, I'm sitting on his room at the edge of his bed. Like literally also, he lives in Crumlin. So like I'm not near a dart. I'm not near home. I'm like, how the fuck am I gonna get home? So I'm at the edge of his bed, literally contemplating life and well not really because we've had a fantastic morning and he comes in and he's like oh my mom wants to meet you and I'm like are you actually joking he's like no Martha honestly she'll love you my mom wants to meet you I'm like this is the first time I've ever been in your house I this looks like it's a one night stand even though I hope it's not wink wink and like like I literally I, I all my makeup is gone I look in absolute state we've just been having sex with her fucking ear probably up to the to the wall listening to us like I, I just don't understand why you want this to happen so anyway basically forces me I go in to meet his mum and I'm sitting at the end of her bed and she is a hero she is a fucking hero sent from above nice woman I've ever met in my life out of all the guys I've ever been with she was definitely my favorite mum like she was just so so nice so anyway long story short could you think of a more disaster date and who gets a second date this girl this girl does so we met up again I'd say we met up I don't know maybe like five or six times um and then it just fizzled as everything does in life but um 
he's back in the DMs. So who knows? Who knows? He's definitely listening to this. He's like, shut the fuck up. I know that nothing's going to happen. But um, it was a great time to be alive. It was great. He was just such a nice guy. And also that day, his friend, who was also a fucking legendary person, shout out. I'm just going to call him Keen because like, I'm not saying anything about him. Um, Keen, he gave me a lift to the dart and was just such a nice guy. And then he came out to my house one night and they both stayed over and nice guys ever. So yeah, 10 out of 10 for that experience, I must say. Was very respectful, nice guy. And also actually, when my mum passed away, he was like the one guy out of all the guys that I had been with before. Like a few of them did message, but he actually was messaging me a lot and was a really, really good support. So he's just the nicest guy ever. So anyway, what can we take away from this podcast today? Well, I know one thing. You can all bloody go and download Tinder. Now, I would say Hinge, actually. Maybe download Hinge because I feel like that's more like chats and banter and like people looking for something whereas like Tinder is kind of just the ride, to be fair. But you're lucky if you're looking for the ride. Nobody's judging. Go for it, gal. Live your best life. But anyway, sorry that this one is a bit longer. I love how I only spoke about three of my Tinder success stories. I think I have two more that, um, three or four more actually, that I'm going to have to, maybe I'll just have to do another Tinder one or maybe they'll get their own podcasts iconic but anyway thank you so much for listening go download a dating app get talking to lads and have a sexy little zoom date or even better organize a day for when all this is over and have something to look forward to but anyway love yous and thanks for listening i'll see you soon love ya mars